Good morning. It is Wednesday morning. I was going to try to come up with a hashtag right on the fly. Just hit record and come up with it and I failed miserably. Well anyway, it is Wednesday morning and wow, already halfway through the week. Uh, today, today, today I want to talk about siblings. Now, I don't know if you guys have any siblings, but I am the youngest of four. So I have two older sisters and an older brother. The baby, that's what they call me. I'm the baby of the family. Um, now that might sound cute, but what that really means is that uh, you, f you grow up being the butt of a lot of jokes and facing a lot of torment from your older siblings. So, I'm going to tell a couple of those stories, just a couple of those stories today, because uh, if I start talking too much about this topic, I'll have to lay on a couch and I'll have to give you a $45 copay. So, yeah, let's talk about siblings today. i got two stories I'm going to share. One is, is short, the other one's a little bit longer, but uh, once you hear those, if you want to chime in and give me your own uh, horror stories, I mean, childhood memories... Uh, about your siblings, feel free to do that, and I would be glad to share those on this episode as well. So, uh, it's Wednesday, we're talking about siblings, let's get to it. So this might not fall in exactly with the type of thing that Jennifer was talking about, but this is the thing that immediately popped into my mind when I heard her music challenge for this week. So when I was like three or four, maybe five years old, I don't know, very young, uh, my older sisters discovered something. I don't know how they found this out, but they discovered that if they sang a certain song, that it triggered some kind of emotional response in me as a young child and it would make me cry. I would just, I couldn't control it. I would just cry. Um, of course, being the uh, kind and sweet big sisters that they were, they showed all of their friends. Uh, it became like a little parlor trick. They're like, watch what he does when we sing the song. And they would sing it, and then I would start crying. And, uh, you know, it was, it was like our little show. We just toured around, and they sung the song, and it made me cry. And everybody laughed and, and had a good time about it, uh, <clears throat> everybody, well, I, I had to look up the artist for this song, I, I do, did remember the name of the song, or at least the, the course of the song, it's burned into my memory, but I had to look up the artist, and this is by Debbie Boone, and the name of the song is You Light Up My Life, you can play it, I promise I won't cry. Alright, so I told you that first story was going to be pretty short, and it was. Now, this story is significantly longer, but I believe if you listen all the way to the end that you'll enjoy it. At my expense, of course. So, when I was about eight years old, uh, it was weird. We didn't have all the, the stuff that kids entertain themselves with now. So, during the summertime, particularly, we would do this strange thing. It's going to sound strange to some of you younger folks, but... uh it is what it is. What we would do in the summertime 
is we would go play outside and we didn't really have anything in particular to play with outside necessarily we would just play with each other or make up a game a lot of times we would actually just make up a game to play and you know I had I have an older brother who's five about five years older than me and a lot of times it, when the game someone came to make up a game it was him he was the one who would make up the game now looking back on that he made up the game for obvious reasons because if you make up the game you can make up the rules and you can uh, you can skew the rules to one side or the other not saying he would do such a thing but so he would kind of come up with these games and we we would play these games that he came up with and I guess I never learned my lesson but one of these fine summer days I'm playing in our in our front yard and I had just kind of been doing my own thing I don't know exactly what I was doing but my brother comes up to me and he has one of his brilliant brilliant ideas and he says hey I got an idea let's play American Gladiators now if you're not familiar with American Gladiators I would suggest pausing the video and going and maybe googling a little bit of American Gladiators maybe watch a video or two uh, there's this one event in particular in American Gladiators is called Assault and what it was is you would have one of the gladiators what had this like big turret gun that shot out tennis balls and then the contestants would have to run towards this person they would have these different stations that they could hide behind for cover so they wouldn't get shot with the tennis balls and at each station they would have like some sort of weapon that they could fire back at the gladiator and there was like a little target next to them and if they hit the target they would win the game and if they got hit by a tennis ball they would lose the game and each station would get progressively closer to where the gladiator was uh, sitting with the little tennis ball turret so they're you know working their way towards the gladiator trying to dodge the tennis balls when they're being shot at them and you know at each station they have one or two attempts to kind of fire back at the gladiator well this is the game that my brother had in mind when he suggested that we play American Gladiators so his idea was this he said that he would get up in the treehouse uh, now we had this treehouse it wasn't connected to any trees we just called it a treehouse but it was like a a wooden building that was up elevated maybe about 12 feet in the air on stilts wooden stilts and that was our little treehouse so he said he would go gather some pine cones and get up in the treehouse and then we would assign certain trees to be uh, the stations that I would get to hide behind. You know, I could hide behind these trees and I could have one or two pine cones behind each tree where I could throw them back towards him. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with pine trees and pine cones and those type of things. But, you know, as, I, as he's explaining this game to me, I'm looking around on the ground and I'm looking at these pine cones. They do have some sharp little edges, but, you know... The pine cones that are laying around on the ground, they have opened up, and I, you know, as an eight-year-old who lived in this place my whole life, I had thrown pine cones before, and I know that no matter how hard you throw them, because of the way that they're opened up, they, they catch the air, they'll curve in all sorts of directions, you can't really throw them accurately, and no matter how hard you throw them, you can't really 
they just lose speed so fast because the 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 little things on them are opened up. Uh, yeah, obviously we had thrown pine cones at each other before many times, so uh, so I'm like, okay, you know that sounds pretty harmless. That might be fun. We're bored. Let's play American Gladiators. Yay! So we go in the backyard and. He's going to be the gladiator first, so he's going to be in the treehouse first, and I'm going to be trying to dodge the pine cones that he throws. Now, I had a plan. I was going to go to the first station, the first tree, grab the three pine cones that were laying there as ammo for me to use, and then I was not going to go from station to station like I was supposed to. I was just going to run with my three pine cones directly towards him, knowing that he couldn't throw the pine cones fast or accurately because of the way that they're designed and I was just going to do my best to dodge what he threw and uh, you know win the game uh, it, w it was a really good plan I have to say it was it was an awesome strategy um, now there was a little bit of a problem because I, I wasn't fully aware of everything that my brother had planned so I go to the first tree hyped up I'm ready I'm gonna win and I grab my pine cones and I just start sprinting towards where the treehouse is to where my brother is up in the treehouse I'm just a dead sprint towards the treehouse and I'm running and he's not throwing anything yet and I'm running and he's still not throwing anything I get about halfway there and he still hasn't thrown anything and I'm just getting closer and closer and I'm not sure why he's not throwing pine cones at me and I don't know maybe he is scared by my strategy that that I've just figured out a way to win and he's just giving up I don't know as I get maybe about 20 feet 15 feet away from where the treehouse is he winds up like Nolan Ryan and I could briefly see he does have something in his hand but it doesn't look like the pine cones that are all over the ground and as I'm noticing something isn't quite right all I know is I just felt this burning stinging bloody pain above my eyebrow I didn't know if a meteor fell out of the sky and hit me in the head or you know I I had been attacked by a gang or, or something. I, I wasn't sure exactly what happened. I just knew I was crumpled up on the ground, bleeding from the forehead, and in a lot of pain. So what my brother had done is he knew that I would say yes to playing American Gladiators before he ever asked me. And he did some uh, some pre-preparation before he asked me to play American Gladiators. And what I mean by that is he got a bucket and he went around in the backyard where the pine trees were. I don't know if he had a rake or some other long stick. And he didn't collect the little brown pine cones that were laying on the ground. He reached up into the tree with a stick and knocked out of the tree the green pine cones. Now I don't know if you've ever seen the green pine cones before they fall off of a pine tree when they're closed up. But if you can imagine an object about the size and hardness 
of a baseball, but with spikes all over the outside of it. That's what a green pine cone is. He had collected an entire bucket of green pine cones. And I didn't know this as I'm running towards the tree, but he winds up and throws a 120 mile an hour green spiky pine cone and hits me directly above the eye. So at this point, I'm laying on the ground, screaming, crying, dying, basically. And I see through my bloody, blurry vision, my brother, coming down out of the treehouse, climbing down, and running towards where my lifeless body is now laying. And I'm thinking in my head, surely when he gets to where I'm at, he's going to scoop me up, run me inside to the house, you know, lay me at mom's feet. He's going to grab the phone, call 911, uh, maybe do CPR, maybe do some chest compressions, something like that. He's here, he's coming down out of the treehouse. He's coming to save my life. He realized that he almost killed me, and he's coming to save my life because he's my older brother. So he comes down out of the treehouse and he runs over to where I'm at. And he leans over to, to me. And I look up at my brother. And this is what he says to me. He says, hey, stop crying. If you don't stop crying, mom's not gonna let us play anymore. Yes, that's exactly what he said to me because you know I was hoping I could get up and put some dirt on this big gash in my forehead and you know we could continue playing this game where you hurl spiky objects towards my face I was hoping we could play some more of that so let me stop crying let me stop screaming so we can get back to playing this game which just almost killed me that's a true story folks no embellishments maybe a few embellishments but it's a true story and uh, when I think about stories like this I realize how blessed I am to still be alive because if you have siblings here's the moral of these two stories if you have siblings you can say what you want about them you can say you like them you love them uh, you're close, all these kind of things, but, 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 but here's the bottom line. They are trying to kill you. They're literally trying to kill you at all times. They may do a better job of hiding it at times, but they're trying to kill you. Make no mistake about it. So enjoy their company. Enjoy hanging out with them. All of those things, but keep one eye open because, uh, they're trying to kill you. Well, I could go on and on with several more stories about my siblings and our experiences together as children. But I'll save some of those stories for another day. I don't want to ruin...
I don't want to waste all of my good material on one day. So, I would like to hear some of your stories. Uh, I, I'm sure anyone who grew up, especially having older siblings, being, being the younger sibling and having older siblings, you probably have some stories to tell. And uh, I'd like to hear those. So, if you want to call those in to me, I'll be glad to play them. And uh, if you need a shoulder to cry on or somebody to talk to, I'll be here for you. You guys have a good day. God bless. All right, I got some call-ins that I'm going to play. Um, I've been having some trouble with the Anchor app, and I think now that I updated to the newest iOS version, it seems like it might have fixed some of those problems. So um, hopefully I can can not have so many problems going forward. But anyway, I've got some call-ins from Megs, and it sounds like she can relate to my stories as being, you know, the youngest of the siblings. Um, because I can totally relate to the to the three stories that that she left me. So uh, listen to these call-ins and enjoy. Okay, three one eight. I have got a couple of stories for you. I have an older brother. He is six years older than me, so we have never had a whole lot in common. Plus, he was the troublemaker, and I was the angel baby. It's just you know you're the baby. You know how that goes. Um, but we played catch one day. And he was like, I'm going to throw it to you as light as possible because I couldn't catch. I'm a, let's be honest, I'm a girl. I really, I can't catch football. Next thing you know, I have got laces running up and down the bridge of my nose from him throwing the football and me trying to catch it with my face. So that's one story. Okay, I have another story for you about my lovely brother. He invented this game called Light as a Feather. And it was basically where the person who touched you the hardest lost. So I would go up to him and I'd barely touch him. And all of a sudden he'd frog me as hard as he could and say, You win! And it's embarrassing how many times I played that game with him. Until I wised up. And then I told him I wouldn't play with him anymore. And he would sit next to me on the couch. And I wouldn't even move. But he would be like oh you win you touched me and he'd frog me so I mean we have the best relationship let me tell you and I have one more about my fantastic older brother is when I was a senior in high school my dad was in a severe motorcycle accident and um, I'm daddy's little girl always have been and we I didn't know at that time how bad it was but I knew that it was really, really bad and that my mom had said, hey, you're not going to go to school today. Um, your brother's going to come pick you up in a little while. Just make sure you are ready for him. And my brother picks me up and on the way to the hospital to see my dad, which at this point, I, you know, in my mind, my dad's on his deathbed. He goes, don't you let him see you cry. It's going to make it even worse. Well, guess what? The minute I walked into the room and my dad was broken, he just looked at me and said, hi, baby girl, and I lost it. It was not a good day. All right, bye. I just wanted to also update that last segment and say my dad did survive. He is fine. Um, he is great. 
to my little girl. She loves him very much. Um, but yeah, that was a long time ago. He had seven broken ribs and two broken toes. And definitely God was watching after him because he hit the back of a flatbed 18-wheeler that was dead stopped at 60 miles per hour in the early morning hours. So again, just very blessed that he is still here today. And I just wanted to throw that out there as much as it was funny. I just wanted you guys to know he is good. And when I say I'm daddy's little girl, <laughs> the power that my little girl has over him is ridiculous. Just saying. When you become a grandpa, evidently, nothing else matters but your grandchildren. That's okay, though. I love it. Hey, Shane. Here's my uh, sibling story. I was the older brother. But unlike most of these cases, I was an amazing older brother. The only thing I can think of that I'd sister was telling her, I see I was about almost three years older than my sister. And the only thing I could think that I did is I told her that her drink needed to be tested before she drank out of it, just to make sure that it wasn't poisonous. And that I was willing to do that for her. See how great I am as an older brother? I was willing to put my life on the line. And so I did. And I drank half her drink. See, what you just heard there is a good example of typical older sibling propaganda and spin. So I hope you can see through that and not be fooled by it. Uh, thanks for the call in, Jace. Talk to you later. You know, Shane, I'm out of parking lot older sibling question don't have one uh, it's funny because all my relatives other than my sister are in a different country so they're in Thailand so I don't I don't see them at all that much so I don't have any older or any siblings at all but when I do see them they're, they're usually good to me they're more they're funny they ask me so many questions it's not even funny but uh this is what it is. Thanks for me. Uh, thanks for the question. Have a go. So I always wanted a little brother when I was growing up, and never had one. I did have a niece. I was only like six years old when she was born, uh, maybe five. But so we were pretty close in age, and she was kind of like my little sister growing up, you know, in a way. But never had the little brother. So this is an easy solution for me, KT. Uh, you don't have an older brother. I don't have a younger brother. So uh, I'm just going to consider you my little anchor brother. So, you know, if you ever need anybody to come over and give you a swirly or somebody to not share their candy with you, uh, I'll be there. You just let me know. Thanks for the call in, Katie. All right, well, I've got another call in to share, and this time it's from Mr. American Gladiator himself, my older brother. Yeah, that guy. Here you go. Okay, first of all, we said they were going to be pine cones thrown. You knew they were going to be pine cones. Pine cones are pine cones. I can't help you suck at throwing pine cones. That's not my problem. Second, I was Nitro, uh, and Nitro doesn't let up on people. He's very hard on people, if you remember Nitro. Um, so I was just in character for that. 
And if you would have got up earlier and come outside, you could have got your own good pine cones. I, again, not my fault you suck at throwing pine cones. And if you didn't have me inventing games for you, you wouldn't have anything to do. We wouldn't have games like making people laugh and, you know, trip-ups. What about trip-ups? I mean, Jonathan Herndon played trip-ups where we just run around and trip him into concrete. He became a world-class athlete off of it. Um, you just want to go cry to mama. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I can't remember if you were supposed to be nitro or laser. And the reason I can't remember is because I had a concussion from a pine cone. <laughs> you know, another thing I thought about uh, is why did you need, why did you have a whole bucket of green pine? Did you really think uh, you were going to unload an entire bucket of green pine cones at my face? Uh, like, wow, overkill. You could have got like two green pine cones. That would have been enough. Wow. Okay, second story was even worse. I was probably about eight or nine years old. He, um, my brother, was melting a plastic milk jug, and he was dripping it onto matches. Uh, somehow convinced me that I could reach in and grab a match before he dripped the milk jug onto it. And needless to say, I have a scar on my hand that looks like a snake bite to this day. <laughs> Um, but, uh, later in life, I was able to return the favor when I had a younger stepsister, so I guess it turned in a complete circle for me. Thanks for my story. Bye. You know, you younger kids who've never experienced life before the internet and before smartphones, you really need to go back and listen to that last call in again. She said her brother... For, for entertainment purposes, was melting a milk jug and dripping it onto matches. And not only that, but he somehow convinced another human being to get involved in this activity. That's what life was like before the internet. And Joni, you said that was uh, your second story, but I only got one call in, so I might have missed one somewhere. Okay, so apparently my um, first story didn't work for my call-in of a sibling story, but it was um, just about my older brother and what he did to me uh, when I was probably about six. He held me captive with a BB gun. I was his prisoner, and his gun was on my forehead, and supposedly it was empty. But when I tried to make a move, he thought I was escaping, and he shot me, and it really shot me. And of course, I was crying, but he begged me not to tell her mama because if I did, he would be in huge trouble because I was the baby. And then um, when I was about eight or nine, he would force me to run while he shot BBs at my legs. So that's my story. Thanks. Okay, so I forgot one more thing. My brother was very uh, smart aleck, like your brother Shane, and um, I had a bunny rabbit that I named Cookie. So my bunny rabbit died, I don't know why, but my ingenious brother came up with taunting me with the saying that that's how the cookie crumbles. Poor Cookie. 
You know, I have a theory about how Cookie died. I'm pretty sure your crazy brother shot him with a BB gun. I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, I have to tell you, Shane, that I have just been listening to some of your content over and over and over again because it it's so relatable and it's so funny and it makes me laugh about my childhood. Like, yes, there were some crazy things that... I mean, they're not so crazy, you know, your brother beat you up, he, not, this isn't like Child Protective Services beat you up, but you know, he beat me up a little bit, and I mean, I laugh so hard at some of the things and some of the memories, so I just want to thank you for bringing up this topic, because it really does, it brings back some really, really funny times and funny memories of my family, and um, how, yes, your older siblings definitely do try to kill you, but yeah, that's... I just thought I'd let you know. You made me laugh all day today, so thanks. Well, I'm just glad we had this chance to get on here and talk about our older siblings and the horrible things that they did. And, you know, of course, we would never exaggerate anything or make anything up because we're, you know, the younger siblings. We wouldn't do anything like that. We're perfect angels. And so thank you for talking about that with me, Megs. And everyone else who joined in and uh, it's good because our older siblings can't do anything about it because they don't understand technology and they don't have anger so uh, we just get to talk about them and uh, laugh about them and um, and yeah get a little bit of revenge so uh, so thank you for that call in and all the other ones so you guys were awesome today and I am going to go ahead and wrap this episode up um, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun telling these stories and hearing your stories and, uh, and just laughing about this stuff, uh, because it is funny, you know, uh, at least in retrospect, it's funny. Not so much when you're going through it sometimes, but, uh, no, it was a fun day, fun episode. And again, I know I've said this like four times already, but thank you guys for the call-ins, the comments and all of that stuff. And, uh, hope everyone has a good night. God bless.